Welcome to Certainly Doomed Reviews. This is Katie. I'm Sam. That's it. <laughs> we're uh, we're we're marveling up in here. Uh, yep. This week's episode is a uh, Scarlet Witch in the Multiverse of Sadness. <laughs> we're uh, Sam and I are going to talk about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Ma- Madness. Almost said sadness again. There is some sadness. <laughs> there, yeah. <laughs> There's some feels. Uh, so. Uh, so it came out in 2022. Uh, it's two hours and six minutes long. The cast is Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen, Social Gomez. Hope I pronounced that correct. Benedict Wong, Rachel McAdams, and Chiotel Ford are your main cast for the movie. And some surprises. Yeah, we can't talk about those yet. Because we're not spoilers. Yeah. Uh, as of right now... You can only watch this in theaters, but uh, it is rumored to hit Disney Plus on June 22nd. I don't know how accurate that is, so don't quote us. It is according to leaks of the German Disney Plus page, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- this is uh, this is a watch it for me, man. Oh, watch it for me as well. Yeah, this was... Before we get super into spoilers, because we we will be spoiling the crap out of this movie. Um, this I was talking with Dad last night. This this might be my favorite Marvel movie. It's definitely a, it might be in my top three. It's at least top five probably right now. Yeah, I gotta get a a little bit away from the movie before I fully decide. Yeah, yeah, and oh, man, it's just so stinking good. Uh, it was. I don't want to say pretty different, but it was different than a lot of other Marvel movies. Um, I, Without giving too much away, I really like the little horror aspects that come into it because of Sam Raimi's director, dire- directing. Direction. Yes. Words are really hard. I'm yep. struggling already. This is going to be fun. <laughs> so glad we're doing an <laughs> audio medium <laughs> to talk about this. Right. Yeah, this one. this one's fun. This is a good movie. It's a, a lot of fun. Uh, it's got good cinematography, which a lot of people have issues with some of the Marvel movies. Granted, a lot of them are kind of gray-looking. Yeah. Which this one has a nice, warm color palette. Hey, quoting yeah. Brandon yep. over there. <laughs> to quote Brandon. But yeah, it's... Man. Also, it's probably got... Or Doctor Strange probably has, like, my favorite MCU costume now. Yeah, um... We'll have to talk about it once we get past the spoilers, but he has one of my favorite costume changes. Yep. That was so good. I don't know. You, you, should we jump in? Sure. I feel like it's hard to talk about it without spoiling too much. Yeah. I mean, I will say, I guess, for discussion before we get into spoilers, it is very much a Doctor Strange movie and not just a cameo fest movie starring Doctor Strange. Yes. It, the movie's about Doctor Strange and wanda for the most part as they're probably the two biggest stars in the movie yeah um that being said also if you're going to see this and you haven't gotten caught up on everything going on in the mcu like the tv shows uh there's a really good like nine minute video on youtube that covers all of the happenings of wandavision and i feel like that's a really good setup to be able to go into Doctor Strange if you haven't watched all all the rest of the stuff. Yeah, or honestly, I feel it feels pretty approachable if you haven't watched WandaVision. Like you 
I go back and forth on that because part of me says yes, like you could totally just go into this without having seen WandaVision, but at the same time I feel like with some of Wanda's goal in this movie, it's a little like, wait a minute, when did that happen? So, yes and no? Yeah, I guess that's fair. I mean, you'll get more out of it, I guess, if you watch WandaVision, but as a movie, if you have not watched that five hours or whatever of WandaVision, then I think you would be satisfied enough to be able to watch it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I can't hold it in. Let's let's dive into these spoilers. All right. All right so before we give the, our synopsis, just one last warning. We are going into spoilers. So if you haven't seen this movie and you don't want anything ruined for you, do not listen past this point. Go watch it and then come back and listen because we want you to hear the rest of it. But... But we're going to ruin things for you at this point. So. Doctor Strange teams up with a mysterious teenage girl from his dreams who can travel across the multiverse to battle multiple threats, including other universe versions of himself, which threaten to wipe out millions across the multiverse. They seek help from Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, Wong, and others. I feel like it's such a generic synopsis, but it's the best one we could find. Yeah. Thanks to IMDb. Man. All right. We're going to go right in, Sam. Favorite part? Um, So, I mean, Doctor Strange is definitely my favorite part of this movie, followed definitely closely by Wanda. I think Doctor Strange's arc is really good in this movie. It's also very subtle, which a lot of people, I feel like I've missed it, or I've seen a lot of people say online that he has the same arc in the first Doctor Strange and the what if episode but this one's really about him letting go of control of it his way or is the only way and moving forward yeah he's finally as you know at the very end of the movie he's fixed the watch and put it away to say he's moved on from christine finally because he realizes it doesn't work in any universe which you know i feel a little sad for him because i mean obviously we're rooting for him we know that's what he wants and we want him to be happy but he finally gets that closure. Yeah. And it, it may, like, because we've seen this twice now. Unless yeah. you've seen it any other times without no. us. But um, when we went and saw it last weekend and watched, you know, watched it for the second time, it, it did give me just, like, a little bit of, like, happiness for him to see him repairing the watch face and actually, like, put it up. And it's like, it's like that chapter has closed and it was, it was a nice little bow on it, so to speak. Yep. That's a very Sam Raimi thing to do for a character to <laughs> give up what makes them happy to be the hero. Yeah. I mean, I love the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Three definitely the weakest of the three, which even Sam Raimi will admit. He does. He's even said in like interviews for Doctor Strange, people have said, oh, I really like Spider-Man 3. And he's like, I'll believe it when I see it, <laughs> which kind of sucks to hear that. Yeah. Um, which also kind of lead makes me believe that you put in a, like a lot of energy to making sure Wanda. It kind of feels like her, the Dark Hold being used by her is very similar to the symbiote having Peter, in a way. Both are corrupting forces that they wouldn't normally act that way. Yeah, and I it's could, only I could see that only till they realize they've become a monster from their lo- them hurting their loved ones. 
It's like his redemption. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Hmm. It's like a loaded question even to like ask myself what was my favorite part, but I really, really love the entire scene at the at Comertage. I from start to finish. Strange going up to meet Wanda. Their talk. Elizabeth Olsen's expressions are so great. Um like you can just she she does this thing where she only does one tear and it's from the same eye every time, but it just yep. it, it's so well done. So that whole talk, her trying to break down the shields and literally when she comes out behind the one guy and just whispers run, I get ch- chills watching that scene. Hell, I just got chills thinking about it now because it's so freaking good. Um, and even her going into the, the mirror dimension, trying to get to Strange and America and Wong and all that, like... That was, like, our first real taste of, like, a horror movie. Yeah. When... She's coming through the reflections. Yeah, when Doctor Strange realizes that she's using the reflections, they're trying to cover them, and then Wanda breaks through that gong, and... It's all twisted around, yeah. like, the, the, the grudge or ring girl, even. Yeah, I, I haven't was. watched either of those, but that's what I feel it inspired by. Uh, Malignant? How about that? Oh, Contortionist? Yes. <laughs> uh, the contorting. Yeah, the contorting the contorting uh it was very just like what the fuck are we watching like this is so different than anything else so uh, that whole scene start to finish is just fantastic to me i freaking love that yeah that yeah as much as i love the i guess the horror of the illuminati scene i feel like the camertage sequence is a little bit cooler yeah I feel like that was such a good, like, way to set the tone of the entire movie. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, we had a little bit of action beforehand with them fighting the... I think it's Gargantuos is the the name of the squid. The one-eyed... Squid monster. Yeah. Beholder, or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, which, that scene that we were t- talking about, Strange and his costume and everything... Him at the wedding, setting the glass down, pulling the cloak out of his pocket, using it as like the pocket square. Yeah. Using that to change. Freaking great. So freaking good. Um, But yeah, I mean, that was kind of more, that one felt more like fun, like a fun fighting sequence. And then we have, now I don't want, I mean, she's the Scarlet Witch at that point. She's no longer Wanda. And just how serious that whole scene is she decimates everything doesn't give a flying fuck she is she means business yep so i yeah sucks seeing my girl go a little bit dark it's a bully wanda (laughs) (laughs) but yeah the great great scene which yeah i need somebody to edit the the scene with the where she turns or removes black bolt's mouth and have the Spider-Man 3 symbiote Spider-Man theme song playing in the background. Because <laughs> that Danny Elfman track from that movie is great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, you ready to talk about your least favorite part? Sure. And it's not the ice cream song. <laughs> Good. Because that's my least favorite part. <laughs> hey, that was written by Danny Elfman. So. Listen, Danny. Big fan of your work. 
that's my least favorite of your work i don't know it's it sounds very little kid like it does my problem is i feel like they're both doing it at the same time so you can't tell what they're saying yes but also billy and tommy feel just slightly too old to be singing that song like to me i feel like they're 10 to 12 ish if they were like five to seven ish i don't think it'd be as cringy yeah it's it's cute and i get it and the way that it's done and you see the look on wanda's face and everything it's just you feel for her you sympathize for her but you have a hard time focusing on it because you have this ice cream song and the fact that these two were arguing about it gets to start it yeah (laughs) that's my biggest issue with that song is i can't tell what they're saying (laughs) because it's just them shouting over each other and it it's not clear at all what's happening. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to think of an actual, like, least favorite part, but as of right now, that's what I'm going to use. <laughs> I mean, granted, my mind's also kind of a nitpicky thing of uh, when they meet Baron Mardo of Earth, Earth 838, uh, and he's drugged them with the tea. <laughs> uh, America Chavez, she's like, what'd you put in the tea? And then she just, like, kind of just, like, slumps over. Like, she's... <laughs> like somebody like like playing with like a little kid and they like shoot you and you're like oh i'm dying she and slumps over like somebody else and he's coming yep <laughs> <She just Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile you have like dr strange who's like wobbling and falling all over the place and she just like it's like out light like a light in her defense she is a 16 year old actress yes i I don't know. It feels like they could have gotten another take, but it's fine. It's just such a minor thing that I don't have much of an issue with. It's just funny to me more so than an actual issue. That's because I don't really have any nitpicks or like least favorite part. It's more of what I wish would have happened in the movie is maybe they traveled through some more multiverse stuff since it's called multiverse of madness and they go to three earths technically yeah yeah um, four i guess if you count the opening sequence yeah i mean you see them fall through a bunch of them but they don't that's the only time stay in any of them um i almost wish that like you know let's say they she stops them in the um the universe where they they look like comic book characters where they're animated. Yeah. And, you know, maybe she gets... They will say they land in the middle of a street and a car is coming and she screams and gets scared again and opens up another one and they're yeah. on their way to the next. So, like, even though it wouldn't have been very long, but just enough to be, like, they got their footing and then it's like, oh, shit, and they're gone again, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, I It would have been fun to see a couple more universes, but at the same time, I feel like... It works for the movie. It's very concise and tight, I guess I would say, for the movie. Yeah, and I know a lot of people were complaining because this movie is only two hours and six minutes long, which is on the shorter side for a Marvel movie. And I've seen a lot of complaints that people are like, oh, they could have had 30 more minutes. And I was like, I feel like if there had been 30 more minutes, the same people would be complaining that it was too long and it was dragging. Yeah, because the movie is focused on doctor strange and wanda and america chavez so it's nice that they are actually the focus of the movie instead of oh here's loki and sylvie and shang chi and 
yeah. all the Eternals and Moon Knight and whoever else you want to throw in for yeah. Cameo Fest. Yeah, it w- I think it would have taken away if we had had all these 8 million cameos they were people were spreading rumors about there being. So yeah. I'm kind of glad there wasn't. Same. I'm very happy that it was very much a Doctor Strange movie because, I mean, when I was working at the, or before the movie came in and we got all our Doctor Strange merchandise, we had these special cups with like these toppers on them. You know, as I look at a Wanda one in the background. <laughs> uh, I only like Wanda just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when we first got the like the box that came in, America Chavez was at the very top row. And we, I mean, granted, we didn't check underneath to see if there was any more. But we're like, I mean, nobody knows who she is yet. So it's yeah. like, how likely are we to sell all these? Yeah. Because we figured it was a whole box of them. I was like, man, really feels like this Doctor Strange movie isn't a Doctor Strange movie. It's going to be focused on everybody else. And then it was actually a Doctor Strange movie, so I was very happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, um, that being said, though, I I actually really, really liked America. I mean, she's good. She's fun. She was well, mostly a plot. Yeah. Convenient, or MacGuffin, <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. That poor girl, though, anytime <laughs> she has to face... The Scarlet Witch, she gets her freaking hair pulled and she screams. Yeah. So, she, uh, so chill. She's on TikTok and, of course, everything she posts, she has limited comments on, so nobody's ruining anything. But it's fun because she's been posting a bunch of the behind the scenes stuff. And so, there's a, I'll have to show you, but there's a video of her and, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch dressed as Defender Strange, just sitting there jamming out, doing a little dancey dance. Nice. <laughs> I've I've seen the one where it's her and her like stunt double, and then either Rachel McAdams or her stunt double like dancing in the background yeah. of the door. Yeah, there's some fun ones. So, I I think she's gonna be a really great addition to the MCU. Um, Anthony Mackie was her her acting coach. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, but yeah, I think she'll be a lot of fun, and I'm actually looking for. I know we're working our way towards the Young Avengers, so yeah, of some sort. Yeah, so she'll be fun. Um, one of the Hawkeye comics I'm reading right now is Kate Bishop Hawkeye, but her two best friends are uh, Cassie Lang and America Chavez. So, so I'm like, that'll be fun to see where that goes if we start leaning into the the Young Avengers side of things. So. Yeah, which is the only thing will be weird is that. Kate Bishop, you know, like 25, and the yeah. rest of the Young Avengers are like teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be weird, I guess, if she's the responsible one. <laughs> Which does not fit her yeah. character at all after watching Hawkeye. She was, I, that was another good one, but we're not here to talk about Hawkeye. So not. that being said, uh, let's talk about some character development with Strange and Wanda yeah. and. Which uh, I guess we kind of talked about a little bit, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just really like Strange his character arc and him actually growing and changing. Cause... He feels a lot more mature in this movie compared to where he was in his original movie, and then even from the pieces of like the Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame movies. Yeah, I mean, how he beats Dormammu is he tricks him with the Time Stone, beats him his own way. For Infinity War and Endgame, he says there's only one way, which was his way. R.I.P. Tony. <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm just gonna cry over here yeah. in the corner. <laughs> uh, and then in this movie, 
from the very beginning, he's always questioned about his way being the correct way. He has to be the one holding the knife. Yep. Because, I mean, even at Christine's wedding, Dr. West asks if it was the only way, which Strange says yes, and he's like, of course, because you're the best surgeon and the best superhero. It's always your way or whatever he says when he talks about his losing his brother and his cats. Which, that's also another strange line. That whole conversation was just bizarre. Christine repeats throughout the movie that he always has to hold the knife. And finally, once he gets to the end where everybody's telling him to take America Chavez's power, he says no. Yeah. Which is a nice growing moment because, you know, earlier he would have... 100% 100% taking her power to I mean granted literally his multiversal counterpart was going to do that yeah yeah so which I know it's hard to see in that scene because in that scene because he's, <laughs> he's a zombie yeah he's a zombie but and he's talking to Wong you can see the the very brief look of disbelief that those words came out of Wong's mouth on yeah. Strange's face and again, it's kind of hard to see because he's a zombie, but it's just like the, the fuck? No, we're not. No. And he turns around and gives, gives her the, the pep talk. So, yeah, it, and as you said, you know, we kind of talked about it already, but it's just nice to see the growth in his character because he does feel really immature in his first movie. He's very cocky. He's very arrogant. He knows he's good at everything The biggest he ego does. in the room. Yeah. And... This is coming from a Tony Stark fan as I point to my giant Iron Man poster on the wall. Yep, right next to all your Wanda <laughs> pops. Yeah. Um, which I made the comment to Sam while we were watching this that I was like, wow, Stephen Strange and Tony Stark are the same person in different fonts. Yep. Which, I, to an extent, yeah, they are. But uh, he he does grow a lot in this movie and it's really great to see because... I feel like with each major like decision he's making throughout the movie, you see that growth more and more. But it's not until that end scene with, with America that he's like, no, you, you have the power to do this. You can change the future, basically. Like, this is, this is you. This is not me that needs to do this. So it's, it's nice to see him backing her and like giving her that support because, you know. When's the last time she had that? She doesn't have her mom's. So it just was nice to see him like step into that like I don't want to say parental role because that's not not the word but just turning into more of a leader. Yeah. Which that's I mean to me that's what a good leader should be is encourage your team. Push them to do better. Help them make the hard choices and you know all that gushy yep. stuff. <laughs> yep. And then my, I guess, kind of a, I think a pretty fair critique of Wanda's character I've seen online, or character arc, is that it's very much the same as WandaVision, where she has to learn to overcome her grief. Because, I mean, she's moving on from Vision. And then I guess you could kind of say that it might be partially the Darkhold's fault. Yeah, um... she saw her kids as the future, and then that got taken away from her. Yeah. 
unfortunately, Wanda's story, I think, not I think, I know, the majority of her story is constantly living with grief. She loses her parents. She loses her brother. She loses the love of her life. And she loses her kids. Loses them three times. Yeah. So she has to kill him, which meant nothing. And then had to watch him be rebuilt and then die again. Yep. And then made him from her mind. Yeah. Only to have to take it away. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that is her story is living with grief. And I think you're right that the dark hold is, is part of why she's so fixated because I mean, they talk about how horrible the dark hold is, what it'll make you do. And I know a lot of people were complaining. They're like, oh, well, I thought by the end of WandaVision, she, you know, she'd accepted it and she was moving on. And then now she's all fixated on bringing them back. And it's like, did you guys not watch the post credit scene where she's doing the astral projection and reading the dark hold? And you hear Billy and Tommy screaming in the background. So it's, um, but yeah, so I mean... Obviously, I feel like we haven't gotten um, probably as much info on the Darkhold as we should have as viewers to understand just how powerful this thing is and how much it's going to fuck somebody up if they use it. Yeah, I mean, I guess seeing the two strangers that we do see using it sees what it can do to a person. Yeah, I just, I feel like before now we haven't had enough to go... Like, yeah, it's bad, but no, it's it's bad, bad. Like, we don't want this thing, so. Yeah, because, I mean, we see it for a episode in WandaVision. Yeah. Maybe, I guess, one and a half. Yeah, and then they, like, very briefly talk about it in the first Doctor Strange. So, I don't know, I wish, as viewers, they'd give us a little bit more insight on it. Just so it kind of clarifies that this is what it does to a person, and this is why they're so fixated or how they've changed so drastically so yeah i will say one thing i'm glad didn't happen is because in the trailers they kept saying that you know she would wake up and it would be the same nightmare i was really expecting that the villain of this movie would be the dr strange villain nightmare who can influence dreams and whatnot oh i didn't know that was a thing yes so i was very happy that he never appeared or was like, I'm actually the real bad guy and I was using the Scarlet Witch to do whatever. Yeah. I'm very glad she got to be the antagonist of the movie. I won't say villain, but Yeah, um I feel like she fits she fits the villain role, but I don't think she is actually a villain. Yes. I think unfortunately she's a woman who's been through a lot. And has listened to this very bad outside source to push her to do bad things. Yep. Um, but at the end when, she, you know, America forces her in front of her kids and she realizes all the bad she's been doing. I think that's such a, like, beautiful scene, too, that you have Wanda, like, comforting the Scarlet Witch or Wanda as the Scarlet Witch, however you want to word it, just the know that they'll be loved. And it's such a, like, touching moment, and it, it's heartbreaking. Yep. Because you feel bad because this is the Wanda that we've known since Age of Ultron. 
Actually, before then, because wasn't she in a a post-credit scene? Yep, Fair Winter Soldier. Yep. Yeah, so, you know, this is the one we've known since... 2014. Yeah. And, you know, she's the one that we've sympathized with when she lost Pietro, and then, you know, going through, losing Vision, finding out her backstory about losing her parents and everything else, and so it's like, this poor woman's been through so much, and yeah, she made a lot of bad decisions. But ultimately, at the end, she does make the right decision. And I want to say that it's the, you know, oh, she's good again just for destroying the Darkhold. But she makes the right decision to destroy it. Now thinking about it, because I've had time to think, her character arc also helps uh, with Doctor Strange's. Because she basically says her way is the only way of she's got to take her America Chavez's power. Yep. And he, he sees that no. <laughs> yep. It's not the only way, which is nice. It's very poetic. Yep. Uh, That's what, why Sam Raimi's a good director. <laughs> <laughs> True. And before we talk about him a little bit more, uh, so Wanda, dead or alive? She's alive. She's got to be. I mean, one, we know the rule with Marvel movies. No body, no death. Also, you know, like, she signed a what? A seven-year contract with them? allegedly and then but i've also she i think she said in an interview that every time she does a new marvel project she extends it just for that one yeah which who knows if that's actually true or not i would assume she would probably be locked down for a while they those marvel actors have to sign so many ndas i would guess i mean there's no way that they just yeah would say oh hey i'm in this for another nine years or whatever yeah they've got to have some kind of lockdown on them to be like okay you can say you're with us for a couple more years but no we really have you for like seven more so i'm sure she signed some kind of nda that can't actually give away how long (laughs) they have her for yeah especially i mean when there's a movie where she may or may not have died yeah quote unquote yeah as i say i she's not gonna be like yep i'll be in the next season of wandavision (laughs) or yeah exactly yeah but uh yeah i don't think she's dead (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think she, uh, I don't want to say blipped, because that's not the right word. I think she teleported herself out of there. Yeah, whereas X-Men fans would say bamfed, because that's what's yeah, the, the automatopoeia <laughs> for Nightcrawler. Yep. So, all right. Uh, so, back to your Sam Raimi talk. Okay, so, back to Sam Raimi. Uh, I think he was, like, a perfect fit for this story. Agreed. So freaking good, dude. <laughs> yeah. So freaking good. Uh, my personal favorite... Uh, that you know like certain scenes definitely have that Sam Raimi feel like they're so apparent my favorite though is when uh it's wow I just went like is it Wong telling them about or no it's Mordo uh when they're he's talking about dreamwalking yeah and Wanda's getting set up and you get to see the cool like crossfade yeah while she's doing the Yep, while she's got the circle, all the candles going and everything, and she's getting all set up. You get the... Wow, the double exposure. I am not good at words tonight. My brain is... Superimposed. Yeah. Get strange in America and the the side. Yeah, it's it's freaking great. But the the music, too, because Danny Elfman just he always nails it they both do yeah but just i mean 
there were some fun guitar riffs in this and it's just spooky is what they are yep so but yeah that's my like favorite like yeah this is definitely sam raimi (laughs) yeah i just yeah i love that in the like the cut from when dr strange talks to wanda at first at the farm or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. and then you it pans up to like the moon and then you see like Wong like walking into frame basically. Yeah. I've seen people make like make fun of it. Like we don't, this feels very too early two thousands like editing. And it's like, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's a comic book movie. You should have fun with it. Yeah. That's what it should feel like. And I think that's why it's such a great compliment for this movie, because even as dark and heavy as this movie is, cause let's face it, it really is with yeah. the shit they're talking about. It's nice to have these moments that are very light and, comic booky like they pull and, you back yeah. to to our reality of actually watching it which yes sometimes it's great to get pulled in and like feel like you're a part of the movie but it's nice as a viewer to have that like this is this is fun like look at your friends and like yeah this is fucking great like the first time we saw it both you and i were just like no fucking way this is happening yeah like so and then i don't really know what else to call the effect but like when they're like tripping on the like the tea or starting to feel the effects mm-hmm. and i'll say it like looks like a png like stretching and <laughs> getting shrunk down i don't yeah. know really what else to call it but like the screen's getting flatter if yeah. that makes sense uh very distorted and all yeah, that that's a lot of fun and then i think it's in our episode about the light lighthouse the shape of lobster mm-hmm. or maybe it's midsummer i can't remember which one we recorded after we saw Doctor Strange, we talked about how much like he has fun with the camp and like respects the source material. Yep. Because yeah, he he does like the perfect amount of like campiness, and it's okay to be campy. Like yeah. just because you're campy doesn't mean something's bad and super cheesy and just like oh wow really we did this. He has like the perfect amount of camp for this movie, and it it just it fits so well they let him do his thing and it it worked out beautifully yep that's yeah i i've said yeah three (laughs) times now but sorry i also kind of interrupted you you're fine (laughs) i was excited i was like yeah the gambiness i'll repeat it again (laughs) since we talked about the lighthouse and midsummer but uh and ant-man and then even in spider-man no way home but, I mean, there's other Marvel projects where they do this, where they're like, the name's Ant-Man? Isn't that kind of ridiculous? Or the Otto Octavius? Yeah. Or your name's Otto Octavius, and then them all laughing at it. It's kind of annoying and frustrating that... It's they, a reoccurring thing. Like, they take it as a joke instead of having fun. And, such as Spider-Man 2, where it's... What are the odds of a guy named being Otto Octavius and ending up with four metal arms or whatever yeah. the line is that uh, J. Jonah Jameson says. Yeah, well, and, like, you know, with this one, when, after they stopped the squid guy, can't remember his name. Gargantuous. Uh, and they take America and, you know, get her something to eat, and they're talking. That whole scene is so much fun because... He's like, yeah, there was a recent incident with Spider-Man. She's like, you have Spider-Man? What? Does he have the powers of the spider? And he's like, mm, not really. And 
does she does he shoot webs out of his butt he's like i don't think so <laughs> i hope not <laughs> but just the whole like exchange because then you have uh strange talking about how he was at a wedding and then wong is like you went and then america who's wedding he's like christine's and then you have the other customer that walks up oh my god you're dr strange do you mind if i get a picture and he's like yes i went no i'm not married to christine and yes, yes I, I do, do mind, mind. <laughs> like it just the bam 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 of it is so good and it's they don't fixate on the the oh spider-man joke because yeah it gets annoying that it gets repeated but it makes sense for her because they don't have a spider-man in whatever universe she's yeah, from or has been, been to 72 or, or whatever yeah so it makes sense that she'd be like wait a minute who but it's not like a Oh, let's fixate on this for five minutes straight. That this is the only thing we talk about. Yeah. It was very fitting for her too, as a teenager, to just be like chowing down on pizza and like this is it, and we move on and all that. Which I love her her rules for traveling the multiverse. The Fine two. food, preferably pizza or pizza balls. I can get on board with that. Which don't really look like they work all that well to eat. Yeah, uh, I feel like it would be a greasy mess. Yeah. But they did look good. <laughs> yeah, maybe I guess if you did like the cheese and like the pepperoni and sauce like on the inside and then it's the crust on the outside. I guess that's just a pizza roll. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody should invent those. <laughs> but speaking of the pizza balls, we got Bruce Campbell. We did get Bruce Campbell. Which is a requirement of a Sam Raimi movie. It is. But yeah, I know a lot of people were really mad about the post credit scene. With Bruce Campbell's character just stopping hitting himself, and he's like, that's it. It's over. Cut to black. It's a, a joke. Have have some fun. Yeah. And unfortunately, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that if you have Sam Raimi, there is a very good chance you are going to get both Danny Elfman and Bruce Campbell. They are a package deal. I knew walking into this movie, I was going to see Bruce Campbell somewhere. It was just a matter of time. I, I told some people at my at work because I thought there was a very slim chance that we would be in the, like the Raimi Spider Man verse, and he would be the Doctor Strange of the Raimi Spider Verse because <laughs> I thought he'd be very fun at. That would be, I would love that. I think I even saw him tweeting uh, somebody's Photoshop job of it, and I was like, oh yeah, that would have been great. He also Bruce Campbell also just tweeted something today where it's, it's like. Filming something, hashtag strange today. So I don't know if they're doing more or what. Huh. Um, not that we haven't gushed enough about Sam Raimi, but I said some stuff about Danny Elfman. But I also love that I used callbacks to a couple other Marvel projects. Uh, that's one thing I've also seen from music people on YouTube about the uh, MCU is that no scores ever really transfer over from other, other movies and stuff. Yeah, just I mean Iron Man, I think has like five different scores or themes, and you know when he appears in Homecoming, he's got a new one, and it's like it would be nice if it was a callback from one of the other. Iron Man projects. Yeah, or even in Endgame when he does the snap to have that playing in the background. Yeah. Yeah. But to hear like the WandaVision. Yeah, that was perfect. Theme song. Perfect. Was great. To hear 
granted it's only for four seconds or whatever <laughs> but the uh x-men the animated series theme song yes when xavier when rolls out it just made me so excited and i really do hope that like they did for spider-man when spider-man homecoming is or came out they use like an orchestral version of the animated song because i mean that song's pretty much per- uh, perfect i'll say yeah <laughs> but yeah. i mean it's classic it was nice to have like continuity i guess for for songs for yeah. music throughout marvel projects it makes it feel more alive i think when you do stuff like that like you know the the second that strange brings up like oh i know somebody and he's obviously referring to wanda had it just been like a normal kind of soundtrack fluid movement into the next scene i'm sure it would have been fine but the fact that we actually got the the wandavision theme as our like cue that oh this is where we're going that just like it gave me so much excitement we're like oh yeah already like and you know what it is yeah providing you've watched wandavision (laughs) or otherwise you're like what is this or live on tiktok because that audio gets used all the time but it just little stuff like that just adds so much more to the movie and it was so nice to have it so i was so excited that they used both of those in there but speaking of Professor X... Yes! We uh, got some really fucking good cameos, we did. dude. John Krasinski is fant- or Mr. Fantastic. almost said Fantastic Four. Which <laughs> he's only one of the, the four. It's true, but you say that and they did a nice little callback to the original Doctor Strange. Because in the first one, he's in the operating room and they're playing the music. And Steven's like naming who's singing what song, what year it came out, what album and all that. And when uh, Reed Richards in- introduces himself in the Fantastic Four and all that, and Strange goes, didn't you guys chart in the 1960s? A lot of people were thinking he's referring to a comic book, but no, there's actually a band that was very popular in the 60s called the Fantastic Four. So it was very nice, like, little niche callback to the first movie. Yeah. So I, I love that. But yes. John Krasinski as Reed Richards was perfect. The biggest, or probably the most famous, like, fan Photoshop from... It's what we wanted. Seven years. They yeah. gave the people what they wanted. Yeah, I've... He's pretty much been my... I, everybody says it, but he's been basically my fan casting of... Yeah, your dream fan cast for Reed. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm assuming we're gonna have to get a Earth 616 mr fantastic coming soon or fantastic four yeah which if that's the case i really do want to see emily blunt as sue that'd be a lot of fun i would a i hope they don't do their origin again for the third time yeah we don't need it again <laughs> um b also don't do dr doom in the first movie or kill him off because he's one of marvel's best villains yeah um which i would love to see him come to the mcu yes there's a, a i guess before we in the movie remind me and there's a dream pitch a quote-unquote or a comic that they just need to straight up adapt for the mcu with dr doom and dr strange um but it would also be nice to see the as they're called the first family actually be a family and see reed and sue's kids yeah especially since he already talks about them in this yes so which that scene was just ah, chills uh then we got maria 
Rambo as yep. Captain Marvel, which she didn't get enough love, I feel like. Like, even from what I've seen online, she hasn't gotten enough love. I actually really liked her as Captain Marvel. Yeah. And I liked her more than Brie Larson. Yeah. Brie Larson's fine, but... Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not a huge fan of Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Um, we'll save that rant for another day, but all I'll say before I get attacked by, by fanboys and girls, uh, I understand that Carol... Carol, correct? Yep. Yeah. Carol's supposed to be kind of stiff. She's way too stiff. It just does she's, not work. She's stiff as a wooden board. Yeah. It just... I don't know. It... It didn't work for me. So, but like I said, we'll save that rant for another day. Um, but yeah, I loved, loved Maria as Captain Marvel. She was like cocky without being an asshole. Um, and then we got Black Bolt. Anson, Anson Mount, I believe is his name. He was the actor from the Inhumans TV show. Which I didn't watch, but I... It, you can definitely... I mean, we only watched one episode of the show, but... Apparently, in but behind the scenes stuff, as since Black Bolt is character that doesn't speak, he put on a lot of work to make to actually make like a sign language where it was not just ASL. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um. So hopefully, maybe he gets to redeem, not redeem. I, th- I mean, he was great in the movie for his two minutes. Yeah. Uh, but it'd be not if they were to, I guess, reboot the Inhumans, if he continued to play Black Bolt, I would be okay with that. Yeah, as I say, you know, what little he was in it, I enjoyed him. The facial expressions were on point, so. Then we got uh, Captain Carter, which was kind of fun. Um, She, in fact, could not do it all day. (laughs) She could not. (laughs) Uh, Man, that scene was brutal. Yep. But I knew as soon as she dropped the... Oh, I could do this all day. I was like, no, no, you can't, girl. You cannot. <laughs> Shut your damn mouth. <laughs> Let me throw this frisbee at this lady that just got rid of Black Bolt's mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, mm, really? Is this is this the decision we're making today, Peggy? No, no, not a good idea. So, uh, but yeah, she was, she was fun to actually have like the live action, like have her on screen and everything. So that was... That was good. I enjoyed her being on there and then Mordo, right? Yep. As the other member of the Illuminati. And then, of course, we got Professor X, which was freaking great. Great. He's even wearing his, I think, animated series outfit with the animated series wheelchair. Yeah, because it was like the the gray suit, wasn't it? Uh, Green suit with like a blue. That's right. That's right. Blue like striped tie yeah yep yeah but oh god we did get some really really fantastic cameos but were there any that you were like hoping to see that we didn't get uh probably the most obvious one uh that everybody thought was gonna happen would be the tom cruise's superior iron man yeah uh which the writer michael waldron who also wrote uh the first season of Loki, and I guess was probably writing season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said they talked about it, but his schedule is never available because he was shooting Mission Impossible 7 and 8 back-to-back. Yeah. Which I believe Haley Atwell is in Mission Impossible 7. And they may or may not be 
remember it to be dating now Tom Cruise and Haley Atwell. So that's a pairing I would have never. Yeah, I saw it on Facebook earlier today, so it must be true. <laughs> Sam, I don't know how to break it to you, but not everything you see on the internet is true. That is true, but she was apparently at the premiere for Top Gun Maverick, which is kind of strange because she's not in the movie. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. So, take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was really expecting to see him. Um, another one that I know people thought we were gonna get was um, Black Panther. A lot of people thought from the i guess screenshot from the trailer of strange walking into the i don't know what room to call it but walking into the room with the illuminati the throne room or whatever you want yeah to call it. you could see judgment like, room let's call it judgment room judgment room you could see the outlines of people in their chairs and the one that maria was in the way she was sitting kind of looked very black panther-esque um but it, Obviously, I feel like it would have had to have been a, a variant because... Probably, probably it would maybe have been Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, which would have been a fun one. That would have been him. cool. So. I mean, not really spoilers for the comics, but... Because who cares? But at the formation of the Illuminati, it's Reed Richards, Tony Stark, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, uh, Professor X, and then the only other... Captain America is also on there because he's kind of their moral compass, I'll say. Yeah, and which then, we had Captain Carter in place of. Yep, and then Namor the Submariner is also on the member of the Illuminati. Yeah. So I was also maybe expecting, to, and Black Bolt is on there as well because obviously he's in the movie as well. Yeah. But it would have been cool to see Black Panther and Namor and on there all there on there and i'm sure they probably had ideas for it but yeah it's also a thing to remember this movie was made during the like the height of the pandemic because i mean if you watch behind the scenes stuff everybody's masked up and yeah face shields and whatnot so yep damn covid yep ruins everything <laughs> jinx thanks dad uh the other one and i god i know a lot of people wanted to see him a lot of people wanted to see Tobey Maguire back as Spider-Man in this one because of Sam Raimi. But I'm really glad he wasn't because I'm sorry, Wanda would have murdered the shit out of him. Yeah. I. She would have been like, what spider sense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I I don't know. I'm, I'm happy with what we got. Yep. I'm Same. glad it wasn't 8 million cameos. I think it would have been too much and it would have ruined the movie. But I, I genuinely was happy with who we got as the Illuminati. Um, unfortunately, I didn't really know anything about Black Bolt. And so that was kind of like a, I don't know who he is moment. But what little we got of him was enough for me to go, okay, I get it. I understand why he's there. He fits. He's important. So Yeah. It's kind of sucks because in the comics then humans are kind of just like a more boring x-men <laughs> and then the tv show is just not good awful yeah. it was the showrunner for it was also the same guy who did season one of iron fist it's amazing that he continues to get work in hollywood <laughs> but <laughs> damn sam tell us how you really feel <laughs> i mean i'm not the only one to say it but he's his show's 
you can always tell whatever he does this season of a show because it's not usually good. not good. <laughs> I think he was the showrunner for maybe the last season of Dexter, or at least a couple of them. And everybody says those are the weakest seasons of Dexter. So gotcha. So makes sense. <laughs> but anyways, that might have been too mean, but. You know, he'll probably never hear it, see this, so or hear it. Watch this be the one episode that blows up, Sam. <laughs> That'd be surprising because Doctor Strange videos and stuff apparently don't do very well. So. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, before we sign off, the only other question I have is, uh, what upcoming Marvel projects are you you most excited for? Um, if I mean, Grant, I am excited for it in general. The Fantastic Four movie. Um, if John Krasinski returns to play Mr. Fantastic in the movie, I'll be very excited. Or if they find another actor to portray him, I'll probably still be excited. Yeah. Um, John Watts, the director of the Spider-Man trilogy for the MCU, was originally going to be the director for it. But he just recently stepped away for it from it because he wanted to take a break from comic book movies. Yeah, which is understandable. Um, there's rumors, apparent rumors that Bryce Dallas Howard might direct. That which, could be fun. Yeah, which she's a pretty good director from her work on The Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett episode she did, where it's just. Mando season three episode one. <laughs> um, the other one, which I guess I can just do now, is my pitch. I guess either for Doctor Strange four or Doctor Strange three, which I guess Doctor Strange three will be him and uh, Clea, Clea, which is played by Charlie's Theron, which we didn't even talk about, but I'm very excited <laughs> to see her in the MCU. Yeah. She looks like a badass. I know nothing yeah. about her, but she looks like a badass, and I love that. I know she eventually is married to Doctor Strange in the comics, or in alternate universes she is. Um, I guess I'll... Spoilers, possibly, for Doctor Strange 3, if they ever do it. <laughs> uh, I believe she is the daughter of Dormammu. So, so she's come to bargain. Yep. But I don't think she li- she likes her dad, so you know. But for the comic book I'm talking about, it's called Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom, or Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange: Triumph and Torment. Mm. Essentially, there's a contest that they both enter, where they actually become to become the actual Sorcerer Supreme, where you deal with the multiversal like issues. Because originally, Strange just calls himself the Sorcerer Supreme. Well, there's actually a real <laughs> Source of Supreme title. I think that might be a retcon, but anyways, Doctor Doom is both uses magic and technology, so he also is called upon for it. Doctor Strange wins and becomes Sorcerer Supreme, but Doom is also the only person to succeed in their like the challenge. So since Doctor Strange won, he owes a like favor to dr doom Hmm. and he's like i'm not helping you take over the world or anything (laughs) and dr doom tells him the one thing he wants him to do is teach him magic so he can go down to hell to fight mephisto to save save his mother's soul so it's just a very like 
fun and octane ride. I don't want to spoil how the book ends, but it's also a great movie to show there's more layers to Doctor Strange slash comic book. So, yeah, that sounds like it would be fun. Yes. So we, I feel like we'd have to get Fantastic Four before that. Possibly, to or at least, least introduce, introduce, <laughs> introduce <laughs> Doctor Doom. Yeah, which I don't know who you have Doctor, who, ha, who you have playing Doctor Doom, but I just hope it's a good actor. Now, we'll also wear a metal mask for. <laughs> yeah, Paul Dano. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a little, that'd be different, but if no. he can do an Eastern European accent. <laughs> so. I was just throwing out a name. Um, so it'd probably be, need to be somebody of like Eastern European descent. I mean, really like the, I don't know. Or really any European like, actor. I don't really know where Latveria is supposed to be from. I just know his, like, I think his mother is a like gypsy Let's find out. Doctor Doom. Latveria. The two projects are one are required on. It'd be like Fantastic Four. Hungary and Hungary. Hungary. <laughs> Hungary. So. And Romania. Yeah. So Eastern Europe, European. Uh. So let's let's look Google up. Famous Eastern European actors. Like Romanian actors. Man, too bad he's playing the Winter Soldier. I <laughs> <laughs> just saw Sebastian Stan. Uh, that's another issue people have with, like, uh... Elizabeth Olsen playing yeah, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, she's not I don't recognize any of these actors. Aw, oh, shit. Aunt May has Romanian heritage. Oh, nice. Well, if they want to recast the actor from... Granted, it's not that much eastern european but mads mickelson he would be great as dr doom i don't know how much how many movies he would do but yeah uh yeah i'm not having any luck really or honestly they can just find like a eastern european voice actor yeah that's true because if you're gonna give him a mask then yeah they and could not just show do his the, face at all do the mandalorian thing of because Pedro Pascal is barely in the costume. <laughs> not to break the illusion of the Mandalorian for you, but most of the time it's not him. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know any other projects you're looking forward to before I. Did you talk about Thor? Oh yes, obviously. <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Ragnarok. I can't wait for the next one. So, which we're about. To not to date this more than we already have, but uh, I also saw today that a new trailer for Thor Love and Thunder will come out Monday night during game four of whatever NBA game it is. Hell yeah, I can't wait. I can't believe they waited this long to to release a trailer for it. Yeah. I, I really have a... I really hope that CGI also looks good in this movie because that's a... I'll say kind of a been an issue with marvel projects recently um there's seen a lot of complaints that cgi has not been good uh dr strange i thought looks great and then i didn't have any problems with visual effects 
but I've seen people complain about it on Moon Knight. She-Hulk, just from what little we've gotten already, looks a little rough around the edges. Which? It's just the trailer, so... Yeah, it's the trailer. The project doesn't come out till August, so there's still time. Yeah, I feel like they probably just release what they had for now as a trailer. And then we'll get more polished trailers, and I'm sure the show will actually be better than what we've seen. Yeah. That one does look like fun. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. I hope she breaks the fourth wall like she does in some of the comics. If not, there's also rumors that Daredevil will appear. I was supposed to say, I hope we get Matt Murdock. (laughs) So, um, yeah. And officially there's a Daredevil Disney Plus project in the works so Um, i bet you're stoked i'm excited i'm a little nervous because they didn't bring back the original writers from the netflix show yeah so i i'm excited to see charlie cox as daredevil continue to be daredevil but i also prepare myself emotionally that it won't be the same as the netflix show yeah because there's a lot of character morality and growth so yep i think for me um obviously like the the most upcoming one is thor love and thunder i'm stoked for that uh i i am looking forward to black panther wakanda forever um it's gonna be hard watching that one without chadwick in it yes i have a slightly controversial opinion on the whole black panther thing I know it's slightly blasphemy, but I think they really should have waited longer on this movie and they should have recast T'Challa. I know it hurts to hear that (laughs) I do really like Chadwick Boseman in the role, but I also think it sucks to tie his character into what happened or unfortunately happened to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. uh, And Chadwick's philosophy on these roles where they are always bigger than him. So to say nobody else can be Black Panther feels kind of like going against his wishes. Yeah. Yeah, I could agree with that. Um, I mean, from what we know, Shuri's going to take over the mantle, which I'm fine with. I like her as a character. However, what we got of her in the first Black Panther movie and then from Avengers, there's not enough to really like lead you into why she or you know lead you into her becoming the black panther so i just hope it doesn't feel forced i'm just curious to see how they're going to handle that movie yes it's it's just so weird that they're like quiet for for like three months after his passing and they're like don't worry guys black panther 2 is still happening yeah I don't know. Uh, Unfortunately, like, I don't even necessarily need, like, I like the Black Panther character. I like T'Challa. But it almost feels like we should have just moved on from that character. Like, I I understand somebody's gonna have to take over the Black Panther mantle. But, like, you could have, we could have just Shuri move along and become her own hero, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Without having to become the Black Panther. So, 
I don't know. It'll just be interesting to see what they do and how they how they work it out. So I'm I think I'm mostly curious rather than excited. Yeah, that's I'm I guess I am kind of curious more than I am excited. Just because there's rumors of either it's Shuri or it'll be Mbaku or there's also rumors of a multiversal killmonger or allegedly Black Panther having or T'Challa having like a secret kid that's not old enough to become Black Panther and yeah. King of Wakanda, which I've none heard. of none of those ideas super excite me is the thing. Yeah. I really like T'Challa as I feel, a character, so it's sad to not get to see his char- character to continue to grow. Yeah. I feel bad, but I can't remember, but T'Challa's girlfriend, basically. Yeah. Um, Nakia, I believe. Yeah, Nakia. You're right. I think. It sounds I believe right. so. That sounds right. I, I apologize. haven't watched Black Panther in a while. So I, I apologize, apologize if we're getting it wrong. Cool. You fact check this real yeah. quick. I know the actress is Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, I, and she's fantastic in just about everything she's in. Um. Yep, Nakia. Nakia, thank you. Um. You know, what we get of her, I mean, she's badass enough that I feel like she could, could take on the Black Panther mantle. But she's not a part of... Of course, I, does it have to be the family to take over the mantle? Do we know? I don't believe so. I mean, I I don't know my Black Panther comics that super well, so I don't want to guess. But like, I know, uh, like in the comic books, Mbaku. He granted he's a villain in the comics more than he is hero. Like he yeah. is in the movies. Uh, like he's man ape, and then in the Avengers Earth Minus Heroes uh, TV or animated show, which is great. Um, which is where I got like my love for Black Panther. Uh, when he takes over, he's still just Manape or M'Baku. He's not the, doesn't have the Black Panther mantle. Gotcha. When you become king, so. Yeah, they say the only thing I know about Black Panther is just from what we've seen from the movies, so <laughs> we're probably not your uh, Black experts, Panther experts yes. here. Um, but yeah, so I'm. I think I'm more curious than excited. But I will say I am excited for uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Not a big fan of that title. Yeah, the title could use work, but I fucking love me some Paul Rudd. I have I. He's such a freaking blast as Ant Man. I I adore him as that character. So. Yeah, it's also great to see somebody from Kansas City <laughs> as an adventure. It's true, but I, I'm telling you, they could just put him... We could have another he, like movie just purely of him being on house arrest, and I would be okay with it. Absolutely okay with it. I, I fucking... <laughs> I love him. He's yep. so funny. But yeah, um, I mean... And then the only other one that's like, I guess relatively soon uh i think miss marvel looks like it'll be pretty fun so you, you i feel like you're judging me for that no, it's just <laughs> it's not really my it's not aimed for me so yeah i i'm also i mean i don't have an issue like most people on the internet that she doesn't have the same powers from the comics yeah which is a, are different people are very mad about that you also have to remember that it's a tv show and stretching powers don't look good in movies, so... And they're not real. Yes. 
I know that's part of Kamala's character arc in the comics. I see it on every Twitter or my Twitter timeline every time there's anything about Miss Marvel. Yeah. Is that her whole, like, or her having the gross powers that she does is also about, like, self-acceptance and... Yeah. Because she can shapeshift as well. So, like, when she first becomes a hero, she shapeshifts into Carol because Carol's her favorite character, her favorite hero. And then she quickly realizes that's not what who she wants to be. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I know it'll. It's gonna be a different take on it. But I don't know the Avengers game that came out a couple years ago. Yeah, which was fine. <laughs> uh, it was not a bad game, but it was not a great one either. The story was good. It being a life service game that they were trying to do, like Destiny and other games, doesn't really fit for it. And there's also not a lot of content to do after you beat the story. And it's very repetitive. Yes. Because um, it's all about the grind to get your all the super cool gear, but after you get the super cool gear, there's nothing to do. Yeah, and it's like, what's the point? Yeah, uh, so we get, you know, Kamala in that and... She's a blast in it. That's the that's the first time I've been introduced to her was because of that game. And I was just like, I really liked her. It was a lot of fun. So I, I'm excited to see her actually, I don't want to say brought to the big screen because it's a Disney Still the small show. screen. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be nice to see her come to life. So I'm, I'm excited for it for that reason. Yeah, so. and then she'll get to be in the sequel to Captain Marvel, The Marvels with Captain Marvel. Photon, I believe was her name, which is Monica Rambeau, and then Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel. I'm excited about two-thirds of that. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. We'll, I guess, I mean, if I wouldn't be surprised if I actually end up watching Miss Marvel. I'll probably end up liking it if I actually give it a chance, but it's very kid show aimed. It does which, seem like it, but I, I do like that from the trailers we've gotten, like, the, like, comic book Stuff that's popped up. That's yeah. fun. So, um, but we'll we'll see, I guess. Yeah. And then whenever it happens, Spider-Man Four with Tom Holland. Yes, I can't wait for that. We'll have to do another podcast for that. Yes, we will. But I think on that note, we've pretty much covered what we need to <laughs> yes. about Doctor Strange. But yeah. So, uh, thanks for joining us and listening to our spoiler cast on. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, we hope you guys love it as much as we did. I I enjoyed it a lot. It's yeah, probably top five. Um, as our one of our biggest fans has said, Brandon. He I think he said it's in his top three. Yeah, I mean it's most definitely in mine. I, I'm having a hard time placing what's number one. Like my sentimental heart says Iron, like the first Iron Man movie because of Tony. Like that was the yeah. start. But I don't know. This was really damn good. So. Yes, my my favorite MCU movies are always the ones where they are more than just a standard superhero movie. Yeah, and this is very much a superhero superhero horror ish movie. Yeah. Sam Raimi, he did a fantastic job. I'm so glad that Disney and Marvel let him do his thing. Yes. Because it worked out great. So, All right, y'all. Till next time. Thanks for tuning in. See ya. Bye, everyone. Bye.